The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Gents, I am your host, Dakila C. Thompson. Thank you for tuning in to the Keeping the Beauty Show. Tonight is going to be an amazing show as usual, and I know you're going to want more after this evening. So if it's your first time listening to the show, you can catch up on all our previous shows by listening to our archives on iHeartRadio.com by searching Keeping It Beauty. Every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on W4CY Radio, we aim to inspire you to elevate your dreams, your love, and your life. So, I'm like, out of breath. Oh, we were having some technical difficulties, but happy that um, we're on and, and live, and I'm excited about our guest this evening. Happy to be back in New York. I was in Atlanta last week, so uh, if you missed me, I missed you guys too. We had a great time connecting there with some old friends and making some new ones as we gear up to bring I Am Beauty there this summer. So I'm very, 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 very excited about that. And guess what? We officially have four weeks until summer. Like, I can't believe that Memorial Day is this weekend. Like, yikes. So, so much for my summer body. Like, I I officially hit, and you're not going to believe this, 190 pounds this weekend. And I know you're probably thinking, like, where? Uh, But I promise you that the scale reported that to me. And I'm way too short to be this heavy. So, and I'm getting a bit sluggish. So, I hit the reset button today. And um, looking to get back into the gym this week and get back on my whole fitness lifestyle eating regimen. So please wish me luck. Um, I have a lot of travel scheduled later on this year, and uh, gotta get back to a to a normal weight. All of this uh, over uh, dessert indulgence that I've been doing over the past couple of months has to stop. So I'm gonna keep you guys updated on my progress. And those of you who have fitness goals for this summer, it's never too late. So get back on it. It's about being healthy. So I I just encourage you to always be looking to be your healthier, your most healthy version of yourself. So tonight, I'm going to be kicking off a new series, which we call our Sister Circle Series, where I will chat with Women on the Move monthly, starting tonight with Women on TV. I'm very excited about tonight's guest. Um, One of my dreams is to be on TV every day. And I happen to know a phenomenal woman who is a very familiar, beautiful face on Fox. We've literally been playing like lunch tag. Like, you know how people play phone tag? We've been playing lunch tag saying, you know, we're going to get up together for lunch. But she's been so busy. And now with me going back and forth traveling. 
we haven't been able to get our schedules to align. So I said, why not have her on the show and actually share her with our listeners? So tonight we have Audrey Prince, who is a, a meteorologist and feature reporter for Fox 5 News. For Fox 5 New York, this mother of three has been a television fixture in New York City for over 16 years. Wow. Next month, she can be seen as one of the hosts of the DNA show airing on Fox 5. Welcome to the show, Audrey. Hi, Akila. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so happy to finally have you. So I'm giving you a virtual hug. Mwah, 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 mwah. I hope you can feel my love. I do, I do. (laughs) This is one step closer to our lunch that we keep, like, you know, shifting and postponing and rearranging. I know, but this this is great. I'm just so excited to have you. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. So, you hear me. I'm I'm out here giving my fat chronicles of of me gaining weight. (laughs) How do you do it? I I know summer's coming, and you're not worried about having a summer body because you already got one. Mm, I don't know. I've had a few extra desserts myself over the last month or so. <laughs> no. I tell people often that my people often ask me, ask me about you know how I stay in shape, and I say that my theory is that the more children you have, the thinner you are because you're running around after all these kids. Oh, so is that what I need to do, Audrey? Are you telling me that I need to <laughs> I need to one get married first and have kids? Right. Oh, you'll see the pounds melt when you start chasing after more than one child. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's actually a good segue. So, I mean, tell us a little bit more about you, like, you know, where you're from and, you know, how you arrived to this point of, you know, being the meteorologist for Fox 5 in New York. Wow. Well, uh, I'm originally from New York. I'm a native New Yorker and I actually was attending Syracuse University back in the day, a few years ago. (laughs) And uh, a friend of mine said, uh, you know, there's an opening in the weather department at this TV station that I'm interning at. And she said, you're always watching that silly weather channel. You should really go apply. And I mm-hmm. said, what? Wow, that'd be fun. I, at the time, I was at Syracuse studying to be a lawyer. I was planning to work in the music industry as a lawyer. And I thought it was my last semester. I said, for fun, let's go work in the weather department. And I did, and I was hooked. The weatherman, his name was Rob Garino. He's actually still... Um, in the field, and he's well-known in the Philadelphia market. He put me in front of a camera one day, and and uh, we made a tape, and he said, you know, have you ever thought about doing this for a career? And I said, no, really? And he said, yeah, I think you might have a future in it. And that was it. That was it. Wow. Graduated. Yeah, told my mom and dad, I'm not going to law school. I'm, I want to be a weather woman. They said, great, you go get a job then. <laughs> and <laughs> it took off from there. Wow. So, so... What exactly do you then need to know? Because I'm thinking like meteorologist that you're a scientist and you you do all these weather predictions on your own. Do you actually do that? Like what's your like? Yes. So once I realized this is the path that I wanted to take, um, I first got a job in television actually here at Fox 5. That was my first job out of college. I was a trainee. They have a trainee program, which they still have. It's really great for post-college graduates where you get to learn um, you know, throughout the building, all the different departments and how the television station works, which I really needed because I was, you know, coming out of a communications, a speech communications, going into law sort of background and really hadn't studied television. So it was, it was kind of like television boot camp for me. Uh. And 
yeah, so I really learned how the whole thing works. It's not just who you see on TV. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with, you know, sales department and commercial traffic. And, and I did everything in this building from, you know, ripping scripts to doing reenact- reenactments of crime scenes for a TV show called The Current Affair, which is like a million years ago. <laughs> then, <laughs> so, yeah, and then um, from here I went to NBC in New York. And while I was at NBC, I decided to take weather and climate classes at Hunter College. Oh. So I was going to school during the day, working at NBC at night, and eventually made a tape there with uh, the local meteorologist and sent it out all over the country and ended up getting an on-air job in Savannah, Georgia. Thank goodness for a, a man named Mike Youngren who <laughs> took a chance on me and said, you know, I think you have something, and he hired me in Savannah, Georgia, and I uh, started my on-air career there. And along the way, I still continue to take weather and climate classes wherever I was. And after my gig in Savannah, I decided to go back to college and actually earn a meteorology degree. So I went to Mississippi State University. And while I was going to school there five days a week in the uh, meteorology program, I worked on the weekends in um, Greenville, Mississippi, which if you ever know where that is, it's in the border of Arkansas, Mississippi, right on the river (laughs) in the Mississippi Delta. And this New Yorker went out there and did weather on the weekends and went to school during the week and eventually earned my degree, shifted to Jackson, Mississippi, and eventually got picked up in New York. Wow. So That's when did the you, short version. <laughs> so then when did you uh, take a break and actually start a family and have kids? Once I came to New York, I uh, eventually um, married and ended up having three beautiful children along the way. Yeah, I mean, if you ask anyone here in New York City, when they meet me, they, they, you know, they, they ask me how many children I have because I was pregnant for a long time, <laughs> having three kids <laughs> in a row. It seemed like I was pregnant forever on TV here in New York. <laughs> how old are your kids? Are they close in age? Yeah, they're 10, 8, and 5. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So... What's your typical day like? Like, what is it like being on TV mm-hmm. every day? Well, my I feel like I work two jobs every day because the first one starts at home at mm-hmm. 6 o'clock in the morning, getting three kids up for school. And uh, that's, a, you know, total chaos in itself. It's organized chaos where I get them all dressed and breakfed and out the door and I take all three to school, their schools. And then I come home and uh, then start the second shift, which is, you know, cleaning up the apartment and then getting ready for work. Fortunately, I don't have to be in at 9 a.m. I, I come in around 11, depending okay. on my shift. It could be later if um, I'm working the night shift. So I basically get ready and head out the door and come to Fox 5, where I'm either reporting on a feature in New York City or I'm doing the weather. Mm. So what would you say, I guess, is what, you, what, what do you enjoy the most about your job or the most rewarding part of it? Well, I I love talking about the weather. I I love wet meteorology. I've always been fascinated with weather from a child all the way through college. And um, it's it's funny because when I meet people and they ask me about it, they say, I don't want to bother you. You know, does it bother you when people ask you about the weather? And I say, no, (laughs) this this is what I know. This is what I love to talk about. And it's never a bother to ask me with a forecast or, you know, my friends text me, I don't want to bother you, I'm going on vacation, I need a forecast, this is, this is great. So, I mean, that's my favorite part is talking about the weather. The TV part is fun. Uh, I've always, you know, enjoyed broadcasting. And it's, it's just, we have very fun shows here at Fox 5 where they really allow us to show our personalities. So I feel that that is also fun because it's a, a fun atmosphere. It suits my personality and I'm able to be me uh, on the air while reporting on the things I love, which is the weather. 
Mm. So how do you think then, or, or have you ever gotten to a, a point where you like knew that like, this is definitely what you know you've wanted to do with your life? Like, do you, do you feel like this is your purpose and like the, like you, you couldn't see yourself doing anything else? Yes, it was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, when I was in Syracuse and the, that Rob Garino put me in front of the camera and said, have you thought about doing this for a career? And I said, no, I could really do this. <laughs> and he said, yes. <laughs> and that was it. I, you know, I didn't go to law school and I decided to pursue a career in television. And it, it was almost, it was, it was such a direct, uh, intentional path. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do and I just found out the steps it took and did what I had to do to be, get here. Hmm. So how is it then, because I know your schedule must be very demanding and, um, you know, busy. So how do you juggle uh, being a mom and being a, a, a meteorologist, mm-hmm. a well-known one at that? Uh, it's funny you ask, because this is the number one question I get. How do I do it all? And that's actually the basis on the TV show that you mentioned that is launching next month, the DNA show. Uh, Darry and I are both working moms and, uh, people we ask, we get asked all the time, how do we do it all? And we're going to let everybody know on this show. <laughs> so, but what I, I basically tell everyone the, the real true answer is that I'm passionate about everything I do. Uh, whether it's my raising my children, being out with my friends or family and, or doing my job, every single thing I'm doing in my life, I have extreme passion for. So it's almost effortless. I mean, yes, it takes effort and time, but it's not a burden of any sort because everything I'm doing, I love. So I just make it happen. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about the DNA show. Is the DNA show, is it a reality TV format? No, it's actually going to be a talk show format. It's it's actually launched. It's premiering June 10th here in New York City. It'll be a locally based talk show on Fridays at 5:30 with myself and our main anchor Dari Alexander as a host. That's D. She's the D of DNA, and I'm the A of DNA. (laughs) And uh, basically, it's based on you know we're two women of color who are juggling it all as power moms and working moms, and we plan to feature all that it takes to really have it all and feature others that are doing it as well. It's going to be a highly interactive talk show via social media and other forums where uh, women will vie to actually be in our studio, which we are referring to as our lounge, and they'll go on DNA dates with us. There will be question and answers and um, segments, you know, sort of empowering women and actually men. Fathers are involved too, and uh, where we will just empower everyone to be able to juggle all that there is that they feel like they need to juggle in life. Mm. So how, so this is great that you're actually going to be, you know, doing this and supporting people around um, being busy and I guess also finding balance. So what are some of the things that like you do? Because I know there's other things that, you know, I've seen you do like the, um, is it the hashtag uh, lunch bag? Lunch bag. Yes. Yes, yes. I know you do some other things. So like, how, how do you find balance? Um and what are, I guess, some of the other things that you do outside of work? Because I guess that also helps create that balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because I often refer to myself as a juggler rather than someone who balances out. But when people refer to, you know, balancing things out, I always say, well, you need balance to be able to juggle, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you do. I constantly feel like I'm moving balls in the air. And uh, I think it really goes back to what I said earlier about having passion for everything I do. So it's more like just moving, shifting from one activity to the next. And, 
just keep it, just keeping it moving. You know, there's a momentum that gets to be built when you're doing things that you love and it just propels you forward to move along through everything. I will say I don't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> you know, People often ask me when do I sleep. I say, oh, I'll sleep when I'm, you know, when I, when I need to. I'm, a, I'm an expert napper. <laughs> okay. So then do you have any like self-care regimens that since you, you know, may be sleep deprived sometimes, do you like, you know, indulge in yoga or meditation or anything like that, that kind of helps support you? Cause I know yes. it could probably get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I did shift in the way I eat and exercise. Um, I became, uh, how do you say, uh, I, I started investigating and looking up basically the food industry and learning about things in our foods. And I started learning how to eat cleaner because I found that when I had less chemicals in my system, it kind of sort of made me have more energy. And along the, the, a couple of compliments that is actual is exercise. Um, while my time is very limited, I may not you know, be going to the gym on a regular basis or even attending an exercise class. I do find some way, shape or form to exercise every single day. I do feel like it's key for a mm-hmm. component of my day where, whether it's climbing the stairs at work, I constantly climb the stairs wherever I am. I'm one of those people that will park at the farthest parking spot in the parking lot to walk across it. Let's see. Um, I lift my grocery bags when I'm walking home from the market. <laughs> you know, for my no, curls. Those are great things. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, when my third child was born, uh, a friend of mine gave me a DVD on how to work out with the baby in the baby carrier, like doing squats and using the baby as a weight. You know, while you're cradling it. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's why I started incorporating learning how to little things in your day. Like when I'm at the playground with the kids, I'm doing pull-ups on the, on the monkey bars, you know? Um, I, I regularly am doing push-ups on my desk at work or, you know, I squat when I brush my teeth. <laughs> it's always something somewhere at some point. I try to get something in. <laughs> so you've mentioned that, um, that one of the beautiful things that, uh, you're highlighting on the DNA show is women of color. So give us a little bit about your background because I know your last name is Puente, but where are you from originally? I know before New York. Well, my ethnicity is Puerto Rican, and but I'm from New York, so we like to call ourselves New York Ricans. <laughs> so I'll be representing that culture on our show. New York Rican. And we are passionate people, so which is, you know, goes back to that. So have you, how has it been being a woman of color on TV? Like, has there, you know, been any obstacles that you face as a result of, you know, being a woman of color? I don't feel that at all, actually. I feel like wherever I was, I was embraced because of my ethnicity. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I never. I'm like, I'm one of the lucky ones who never really experienced any discrimination of that of that sort. Uh, even in Mississippi, you know, um, I know I stood out like a sore thumb, but <laughs> I think I was. Uh, I think I was a refreshing new, you know, taste taste for the for that market. So then, were there any challenges or, or obstacles that you say you faced in your career, just in general, being a woman, let alone a, a woman of color? Again, I wouldn't, not really, uh, not to say to make it sound like I had it easy. It was more like I, I, had, I had a drive and I had a focus. And if there was some sort of block, like, for instance, a news director once told me that I would never have a job out west because of my New York accent, you know, I was like, okay, well, maybe not with you. Let's move on to the next person. 
So it wasn't, I ever felt like I had blocks that really blocked me. It was more like detours and I just kept the course and knew I was very intentional about where I wanted to be and what I needed to do to get there. Um, I knew the steps I needed to take, whether it was, you know, finishing meteorology school, making the tapes, sending them out. I attended many um, networking events to be able to put myself in the position to meet the right people. And I was clear about where I wanted to be. And so I never really felt blocked because clearly I, I got here. <laughs> mm. So what do you think has been um, one of the, the keys to your success? Because I know you just now mentioned um, networking. And a, a lot of times we're told that it's, it's not at times what we know, but who we know. How much has that really played a factor, you think, in, in your career? Because it looks like a, a, there were significant people that played a role in these different opportunities that you got. Absolutely. Um, I believe it is about who you know. And what I mean by that is by networking. Like you said, I went to weather conferences. I attended television conferences and met news directors at these places. Even before I was on air, when I was working at Fox here as a trainee and eventually at NBC here in New York as a desk assistant, when I left to go to Savannah, I kept in touch with the people I worked with here. And when I came home to New York to visit, I would show them my tapes and get critiques. And along the way, like for instance, the job I got in Mississippi, I got that job because I attended I was attending school with the girl who was leaving that job. So she was able to pass my tape to the news director. Same thing with the next job in Jackson, Mississippi. I was friendly with the, the person whose job I eventually replaced. He was leaving to another market. I got him to put, bring my tape to the news director. And even in New York, the reason I had the opportunity is because I kept in touch with the people I knew at NBC. And when the opening came up, they knew, you know, I was fresh in their minds. So whenever I networked and met people, and even now I still, even though I'm in New York, I'm still networking because, you know, you never know who you're going to cross paths with or where you're going to be end up working in your next gig that you're going to need relationships with these people. So it was extremely important in my path to be networking and meeting people and keeping in touch. So when, I, I would say that, yes, I got to where I am because of who I knew, but that was because I was putting myself out there to out be there. in the right place to meet the right people at the right time. Mm. How about mentors? Uh, did you have people mentor you along the way? And, yeah. You know, if so, how did you build those mental, m- mentoring relationships? Because that seems to be somewhat of a challenge for, you know, women in any career, especially, you know, in a, in a space where it might seem that it's male dominated and actually finding a mentor. Mm-hmm. That's great because in the field of meteorology, great question. We're dominated. It's a male-dominated field. You just mentioned. So, mm-hmm. uh, my first mentor was actually Al Roker, which I'm sure everybody listening probably knows who mm-hmm. he is, the weatherman on the Today Show. I, I, when I worked at the local NBC station as a production assistant, I was constantly, you know, kind of hovering down in the weather center and kind of pulling on his jacket, saying, you know, Al, teach you about the weather, teach you about the weather. <laughs> and he was the one who eventually said to me, you need to make a tape. You need to make a tape. Mm-hmm. And and um, I actually made that tape with another weatherman who's still here in New York City. His name's Chris Amino. And he's actually on my original demo tape. <laughs> and I sent it all over the country. And along the, you know, throughout my career, Al was there, for, you know, phone call away to advise me. And uh, he was very instrumental in giving me guidance on, you know, how to choose my path or rather choose the things I did along my path. Mm. And he's gotten very busy over the years, so I only call. He knows when I call because it's <laughs> for a specific reason. I don't try to bug him too much now these days. 
<laughs> so I guess in, in general, what um, advice would you have for anyone that like wants to be on TV? Like just tips um, in, in general of, you know, maybe skills that you should have, um, maybe classes you should take, um, mm-hmm. opportunities and, or, or groups, maybe you should align yourself with to network, mm-hmm. um, well, Anything, if, yeah. if anyone listening is um, in college, uh, they should definitely seek out an internship. I mean, that's where I really first had my first taste of being in television. Uh, here in Fox 5, we, have, we accept interns who eventually get hired as trainees and production assistants, and we have a couple people here who are producers. I mean, I'm a story here, too. I was a trainee and eventually came back here as a weather anchor, and there's actually a lot of us here with that same story. So. Uh, th- that would be for the college folks, um, the ones post-college, networking your way through the industry, uh, depending on what um, field or what part of the industry you want to be in. Like I knew I wanted to be in, in weather, so I was working through the weather circles, uh, whether I was going, you know, going to conferences. Um, there's actually organizations like the National Association of Hispanic Journalists that I belong to. There's one for African-American journalists, Asian-Americans, and so on. Uh, they have major conferences every year that all the important people are at that you should be meeting. And uh, there's one big conference they do, and I think they all combine uh, once every four years for a conference called Unity, which is actually the conference where I actually had three job offers at that conference several years ago in Seattle, and one of them was New York. So, again, put yourself in the place to meet the people you need to meet. I would really research the, the avenue you want to be on and uh, find out, you know, look at who is in this, who is where you want to be and find out how did they get there. Follow that, you know, kind of follow that path if it aligns with what you want to do. Mm. So how is it going places and like everybody knows who you are? Like, or, you know, do you, do you feel like you have to avoid certain places or has there ever been a situation where you're like, you know, hoping that people don't recognize you because you just, I guess, want to be, um, seen as a a regular person and like, you know, be left alone? (laughs) Um, well, it's funny. Okay. Well, there's there's two, I just had two ranches. One, (laughs) I just had a, I just met a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Alshante, right? At Starbucks Mm -hmm. just now. And earlier, and uh, while we're, the man at Starbucks recognized me, so he supersized our order, you know. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, you know, and, uh, that's hurts. always a nice little thing, you know. <laughs> he's a big fan of this, the box, so he's recognized me and, you know, supersized, you know, made our grandes into ventis, you know. So that was uh, that's a nice little thing. Um, I guess I don't really feel like I hope no one recognizes me. I... I, I, maybe when, or, you know, I mean, I'm walking, I mean, I, I, well, you just actually, you, you obviously just mentioned the benefit to, to being known. Many celebrities always, you know, talk about, you know, sometimes wanting to just have peace and be able to go to the mall and people not notice it. So that's why I asked it in that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, to the mm-hmm. other side, I mean, uh, it, it, let us know what it's like to actually be somewhere and people know who you are. And I guess the positives to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it depends on the scenario I'm in. Um, if I just walked out of the gym and I'm looking at a, you know, <laughs> sweaty <laughs> and stuff like that, um, most of the time I'm okay. Uh, you know, it's, I guess it's, uh, it's comforting when I'm somewhere and if people break, most of the time people are very friendly with me and they like the weather people. I don't, I'm not really in a controversial position <laughs> where people have 
sort of like a, a hot and cold feeling about me. So for the mm. most part, I, I really feel like I'm embraced. And, uh, you know, maybe I get to the front of a line somewhere. You know, that's nice. Or if I'm with my kids, you know, we'll, we'll get ushered up a little faster. You know, the, the little things like that are, are appreciated. But most of all, I, I feel, it's mostly I feel flattered when I'm recognized because I'm, I appreciate that they're watching. And, again, it's usually a positive reaction to me. And I, I'm always ready to talk, take a picture, uh, say hi, or tell them the forecast if they want to know. <laughs> like, when is it going to stop raining? <laughs> So then, so I, I I love that, you know, you've had such a, a great experience um, in your career and your journey just is, is so inspiring and just very interesting how you sort of landed on um, in this career of, you know, becoming a, a meteorolo- meteorologist. What would you say is 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 not so sexy about being on being on TV? Because I think uh, it can be very glamorous to people that are not on TV. But I'm sure there's like a not so glamorous side to it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, what's, what people may not realize is the unglamorous side are the hours. I mean, the, we are not nine to five people. No one in this business is. We, when, you know, if you're on the morning shift, my alarm clock goes off at 2.15 in the morning. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the makeup chair at 3.15 in the morning. It's it can be brutal, you know. You you're exhausted by 10 a.m. You know, and mm-hmm. um, that doesn't sound so glamorous, <laughs> does it? And then you know you end up sleeping a day away because you're tired or you're you're feeling jet lagged, and you can get cranky by five o'clock if you work at that early morning shift. The flip side, you know, is the night shift where. You know, there was a period of time I worked strictly nights, and um, it was a little tugging at the heart when I would see my children only in the morning when I took them to school because by the time they got out, I was already at work, and I wasn't getting home until midnight. So you know, it, the, my weekends were with them, but it was a little bit of a, you know, a tugging at the heart when I'm not with them after school or putting them to bed every night and just talking on the phone. So that's the not-so-glamorous side. And with that said, you know, it's a choice. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in this position and in this job because I do love it and you know that comes along with it I'm well aware of it and it really is not a bother but I just think it's interesting for people to know that that is the unglamorous side of it all mm. mm-hmm. it's do not you, all like you know fun as it sees on TV I mean it is fun overall I would never complain about being in the position but I mean, it looks fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> it but looks to, fun. you know 2.15 when that alarm goes off at 2.15 a.m. I'm like oh Two fifteen. That hurts. My goodness. So, do you? I, I've always been curious of this. So, during periods where there's like severe weather, do you have to work like longer during those hours? Since there's you know constant updates and different things that are going on, or is it not as crazy as a weather station as it might look like it is on this end? Well, usually, if we know, or if I know, most of us, when we know that severe weather is coming, because I'll know a day in advance or two, you know, a couple days in advance, whether I know it's going to be a big weather day, it, we prepare. So I will come to work earlier you know, because there may be things like cut-ins, especially if it's a severe weather day. There could be severe thunderstorm warnings, even a tornado warning. I need to be here. I need to be ready. And for the most part, because I have such a love for meteorology, I'm excited to come in extra early and cover all that. I, it's, 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 you know, when we cover blizzards, I feel like I'm in my element when I'm covering you know, severe weather storms. <laughs> I, I'm loving it because it's, this is what we wait for as meteorologists. Mm. So it, it's never, you know, it, it is extra hours, but it's never a complaint because, again, it's such an excitement and adrenaline rush for us. 
So do you go out and report? Because I just always, I'm always like, wow, I admire it when during the severe weather, there are people out there reporting the tornado and the blizzard, you know, from outside. Have you, I, I know most of what you do is in studio, but have you done that? Not as much as I'd like to. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, because they keep the meteorologists and near the radars, right? Because we need to yeah, see what's right. going on. And so I envy the reporters who are out there. Even though they may look miserable, I want to be out in the, in the field. I, uh, the only time I was, the most recent one I think I was literally outside reporting was Hurricane Irene. I don't know if you remember that one. That was several yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. I was at our sister station in New Jersey now. And the reason being is because we lost power at the TV station and we're running on a generator out of our live truck. So I, had to, I was able to report from the parking lot. And I was actually thrilled <laughs> because I was outside in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. wow. So mostly the, the meteorologists are inside, you know, next to the radars, where right, okay. it's usually the news reporters that are out in the elements. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So who's, I'm sure you, being in the in the TV station, have probably come across um, other celebrities and have probably met some really cool people. Is there anyone that you've had the opportunity to meet that, like, stands out? Wow, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. Um, gosh, okay, recently, I guess, well, I did meet someone who I thought was really, Scott Shannon. He's he's been a local radio celebrity for many 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 like a million years here in New York City. I was thrilled to meet him, having heard him when I was in high school, all the way through now. That was pretty cool. Um, recently, I met David Hasselhoff, and he happened to be extremely funny and and charming. I did an interview with him. Um, gosh, I, I met I met Linda Carter, Wonder Woman, who I watched when I was a child. That was awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so and luckily you... I, I'm in a position here at Fox where we get a lot of really, really great people coming through, so it's always a pleasure to meet them. And have you ever had someone that was probably, like, had a, um, I, I guess to a degree, what, what, what do they call it when you meet someone as a celebrity and you kind of have, like, shock? I'm like, I'm I'm losing the word right now. But has anyone ever really had a dramatic uh, response to meeting you? Like, oh, Oh, you mean a celebrity? (laughs) A celebrity or even just a, you know, a person on the street that um, almost like startled you a bit. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, how is that? Yes, I get that. I get that a a, a little bit. (laughs) Well, I, yes. Mostly, I have to say it's from um, the Latin community because I think they've been really paying attention to me probably more faithfully than most because that's who I'm representing here in New York. And mm-hmm. having been in the market for 16, almost 17 years, um, that's I'm I'm the you know representing that community. So I think they're the ones that would mostly react that way. And also my father was a famous Latin jazz musician, so that also has something to do with it. So I think they are just, for, for, I guess for those listening, it's, my father was Tito Puente. So I get a reaction from a lot because of that as well. And how is that wearing that legacy, you know, on your shoulders and being what you represent, you know, on TV that, you know, a, a whole community is like looking to you um, for inspiration and to, you know, be that number, that representation, you know, in, in a place where they might not feel that, you know, it's possible for them. Mm-hmm. 
actually, for, I feel honored. I feel honored when people recognize me, stop to talk to me, share a story about my father, uh, you know, loving his music. Um, it, it really, I feel honored because I know, I feel like I'm giving a good representation for people to watch on TV. I, I, I feel like I, I present myself in a respectful, smart, yet fun and authentic manner. And I truly feel flattered when people recognize me and, and appreciate what I'm doing on television. Mm. So what would you, if you could go back to, you know, Audrey when she was, let's say, seven years old, what would you say to her that she might not have known? Mm. Um. <laughs> you really can be anything you want to be. As long as you put your mind to it and are willing to put in the work, anything is possible. Mm. Anything else? Yeah, I need to tell my daughter that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, anything else? I mean, how were you? I mean, where did you think, if you can actually go back to there, like, where did you think um, you would go? You mean when I was seven? Yeah, or just you know, just in when you were younger, because um, you know, I I I remember earlier you were saying how you planned to go to law school, and I think the journey changes for many of us, you know, in life. There was a time where I thought I was going to lo- go to law school as well, you know, and end up getting into accounting, and you know, now it's taking a turn, and you know, now I'm, you know, I have my own brand and working with girls and women, so you know, life is very much a journey. But where were you when you were younger? Um, like, did you, based on what you just said, um, obviously, maybe one thing you didn't know that this was all possible for you, but um, what were just some other things about the younger Audrey that people well, may know? Well, my dream job when I was growing up was to be a rockette. I mean, that's what, that's what I wanted to do. Really? Because, <laughs> yes, because I studied dance at a very young age for many, many years. I studied ballet. My favorite was tap. I did jazz and modern dance, and I was in a dancing school. I did tons of recitals. I was in every musical from you know, junior high school through high school. I was on the dance team in high school, the same thing in Syracuse, and I wanted to be, a, I wanted to be a rockette. But I, what? Did you do Dancing with the Stars? Not, not, not the national show, but I did do a Dancing with the Stars competition here in New York City. Oh I, did I did not win. I did not win. Well, God. I was beat by someone who actually was a dance instructor. So that was not fair. <laughs> wow. So did you but, ever? Um, yeah, yeah, and I, the only reason I am not a rocket because I truly believe I could have been a rocket is I'm too short. There's a height requirement. <laughs> that's I, the only reason I'm not a rocket. What's the height requirement? I've never known that. Five what's six, that? and I'm five three. <laughs> Oh wow! See it, that the heels and TV must make you look taller. You don't seem like you're five three. Wow! Oh my Aquila! If I had a dollar for everyone that tells me that when they see me, <laughs> me, they say, "Wow, you're so much smaller in person." It's because I wear five inch heels on TV. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. The life of being a woman on TV. <laughs> so, but only the- on TV. I don't wear those in, uh, when I'm not on TV. They're only for television purposes. <laughs> I go so, down to two or three inches when I'm not on TV. You're not on TV? Okay. So if there was something that, um, you know, looking back, I guess, over your life, if there was one thing that you would do differently, 
What do you, what would you say that would be? What I would do differently? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be related to your career, just in general, in, in life. If there's there's something that you would have done differently, like what would that be? Mm. I pretty, I, you know, I really don't have, I don't really have any regrets. I really don't. Um, I, I would. It doesn't necessarily have to be a regret, but just maybe something that, you know, maybe you would have tried on that you didn't try on or, you know. Mm-hmm. It mm. just anything. <laughs> I don't know. I like this. Thing. I would have learned to do my makeup a lot sooner <laughs> in my <laughs> career, and my hair. I, you know, I never really sought out professional advice or help or someone to teach me how to do any of that. Mm-hmm. I just like copied whatever I could see, wherever I could find it. We are coming up to like our last um, six minutes or so. Um, Already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I've just been firing off questions and you've been asking. Time flies when you're having fun. I know, I know, I know. So, I mean, tell us a little bit more about the DNA show. I know you said it starts, is it, it's June, you said? June 10th. June 10th, okay. Mm-hmm. Fox 5 here in New York. Uh, it'll be on at 5.30 every Friday for the summer, for run for now, and uh, we are very excited. It will be a talk show format. As I mentioned, we'll have an audience. There will be interactive segments. For instance, we have one called the DNA Date, where we actually take uh, a mom, or uh, right now we've taken out a couple of moms, uh, on a date, whether we try out a new restaurant, a spa treatment. Today we took one to uh, a workout class. That would be something that through our social media we would encourage people to, you know, kind of sort of like let us know, do you want to be on a date with us? you'll be picked to join us on a DNA date. So is that how people should, because that's what I was actually just going to ask as well. It's like, how do you get on the show? So is it do people need to follow on social media? Or? Yep. We are we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at The D&A Show, uh, all spelled out. And uh, y- you will soon see that um, we will have points where we'll tell people, you know, we want to hear from you. Let us know if you want to join us on a DNA date. Once the promos start running, which I think start next week, and uh, you'll start to see where, where, how that can happen. Also, we have already started uh, sort of like a sub-channel on our YouTube channel. We uh, At Fox 5 NY on YouTube, you can look for the DNA show, and we already started recording episodes. We have a little YouTube uh, sort of studio outside of our regular DNA studio that we kind of see it's sort of like a sort of like an after show or a pre-show it's more like a behind the scenes kind of show type of thing where we really just sit down on the couch and really chat 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 about a specific subject so those are cute you can catch those now on on the YouTube channel which is at Fox 5 NY so any final success nuggets that you would um, give our listeners and our girls and, and women who want to chase after their dreams and elevate their different areas of their life and hope to one day be as successful as you are? I would say follow your passion. That's what I was taught as a young age by my parents. Figure out what it is that you truly want to do and be specific about it. Like I knew I wanted to be a weather anchor in New York City. It was that specific. It wasn't just I want to be on TV. It wasn't just I want to do the weather. It was that I want to be on TV doing the weather in New York City. And it was New York City because it was my home. This is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Whether I lived here, San Diego, Seattle, I just wanted to be at home. So once you get specific about what that is, really come down to the what what are the steps that you need to take what are that to be able to get to the position you want to be in and i guess the third thing would be execute 
execute and believe. <laughs> right? Execute and believe. Network. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually do it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we? How do our listeners find you? Because not everyone is is within the the New York um, mm-hmm. area. Okay. How do we find you? Online? Many ways. Many ways. Okay, so you can find me on all social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Musically, and Instagram. Oh, and Snapchat. Okay, I'm on that too. Yes, at all of it, all the same. I'm Audrey Puente, A U D R E Y P U E N T E, all spelled out in at all those platforms. Uh, and if there's any more platforms to come, I'll, I'll be on Audrey Puente. <laughs> and you can always stream us, even if you're not in the New York City market on television. You can stream us live at fox5ny.com. Uh, you'll see all our shows there. And as I mentioned earlier, we have the YouTube channel, which is also Fox 5 NY, which you can search on YouTube, and you'll be able to see clips of many of our shows and see our actual DNA uh, YouTube segments, too. Those are fun to watch. Wasn't I'm everywhere, this- girl. I'm everywhere. Yeah, I see, I see that. <laughs> well, wasn't this fun having you for lunch on the air? <laughs> Actually, Next time we'll do like, it in person. Like dinner. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But thank you so much for being with us this evening and sharing your wonderful journey. So I just wish you continued success. And I'm sure we'll have you again. I'm excited to share this with uh, our girls who who may have uh, dreams of being on TV or wanting to know what it's like to be a meteorologist. And now we know we got the inside scoop. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hey, can I just say bravo to you for what you're doing too, helping to you know you. have these channels for all these women and girls and and helping to empower them. You're fantastic yourself. Thank you. Well, thank you to our listeners for joining us. We got a lot of things coming up this summer. Please check out our website for information about programs we have coming up for girls this summer in New York and Atlanta. And we're going to be coming to a city near you very, very soon with our Confidence is Queen tour where I'm going to be going to different schools, giving girls tools to build confidence, combat negative behaviors, and maximize their potential. So you can go to IamBeautyInc.com for all the latest. You can join us next week, same place, same time. Please tell someone about our show, especially if you enjoyed it. Tweet us, share us. And our quote for this evening is define success on your own terms. Achieve it by your own rules. And build a life you're proud to live. Anne Sweeney, who is the president of Walt Disney. Make this a great week and enjoy this three-day holiday weekend, everyone. Until next Monday, be beauty. Be beauty.